Sometimes I sing, sometimes I dance, sometimes I do not even wear pants. And this is a song to introduce my podcast. I'm sometimes here and sometimes there, but since I was two, I've had lots of hair. And that's what sparks my plan to name this podcast. Sometimes blonde, sometimes pink, sometimes I just fail to think. Sometimes dense, sometimes smart. This song is too long, so let's just start. Hands down, without a doubt, either the best theme song I've ever come up with for the podcast or the worst. I'm not 100% sure it is because I'm losing my mind a little bit. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Sorry I was gone for so very long. I have literally no excuse. I, I, I have nothing. I have nothing for you. I just didn't put out any podcasts. Um, and that's that's weakness on my part. That was bad self-regulation and honestly, simply bad branding. Um, I'm thoroughly disappointed in myself and I promise to do better. Please stop texting me while I'm trying to create art. My goodness. Um, yeah, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Sorry I was away, but I'm back. No. Um, as we all know, the panorama, the Pandora's box has been dragging on for over a year now. And quite frankly, I think we are all sick of it. So today I'm going to be talking about an important step, um, an important step, not really a step, an important practice. Let's go with practice, um, that we have all been needing to participate in to get through this past year. And that is self-care. I'm treating me right. Hell yeah, we're gonna be all right. I would like to personally apologize to Mac Miller and his family. That was a horrible cover um, of self-care and he deserves better. His memory deserves better. Um, Yeah. Okay, so physical self-care. When I think of physical self-care, I think of things like hair masks, face masks, like hygiene, pretty much just like physically taking care of your body. So also like exercising is a big one that I know has been really hard for people during the pandemic, just because gyms are closed. um, And it's kind of been hard to get out and about. And also it's been like a super mentally stressful time. So like being stuck in your house, like you kind of just want to like chill and relax and like not push yourself to like really work out. Um, But I find working out is one of the greatest saviors of my mental health. To be honest, I crave those endorphins. So that's like, it's a big one for mental too, but like physical, keeping your like heart physically healthy is like a big deal. Um, so that's, that's a big one in physical self-care that I find is like my favorite form of physical self-care because I can't lie. I know that like face masks and hair masks are really good for me, but they don't feel like me like taking care of myself. Like that doesn't make me feel like I'm like, oh, this is me caring for myself. It just, I don't know. It just feels like I'm doing something frivolous and it's totally not. Like it is good for you physically and also mentally because it's like nice to have that moment of relaxation, but I just hate doing them. Like, don't get me wrong. I still do them because like I try to have nice skin, but it's not like, I don't get like super hyped to do a face mask. I feel like it's kind of like a chore. I should try harder because I do take like baths. So I should like try to do like a face mask while I'm in the bath. Um, but yeah, it's a good way of like physical self-care. 
um, to like do something like that. Just take a moment to yourself. Um, I do want to talk about, so I looked up like physical self-care um, and a lot of th- people define self-care in like very different ways. This one says sleep, drink lots of water, which is like two things. I get lots of sleep because I love sleeping. It's like my favorite hobby. Um, So like I'm good for sleep, but I feel like a lot of people slack on sleeping and kind of just like push it off or like don't sleep enough or like don't have a good quality of sleep just because of like anxiety or whatever. And that is something like honestly, when I'm feeling anxious, my sleep is like one of the first things that like is affected. I can't sleep through the night. I can always fall asleep, but I cannot stay asleep. And like I'll wake up through the night and I won't be able to fall back asleep. I'll be up for hours and hours. Um, and it's, it's bad. So I do feel like sleep is super important. And once I'm like not sleeping well, I feel very like icky. Um, so yeah, I have, I've mentioned this on the podcast. I recently got a prescription for, um, what is the like clinical name? I don't want to use the brand name. Lexapro, which is, I think it's Escitalopram. It's like the actual, it's an SSRI, which is like technically an antidepressant, I think. Um, I'm using it to treat anxiety and I think they also use SSRIs to treat like ADHD and stuff like that. I feel like it's kind of like an all-purpose, do not use this as Bible. I know nothing. I'm very stupid. I have no medical degree, no medical experience. I've dropped out of pre-health. I hate science. I don't hate science. I hate learning science. I hate studying science and I am shit at chemistry. So don't take any of this as like you know, legit information, but I think they use it for like lots of things. Um, but yeah, so I started that, which helped my sleep lots and lots. (laughs) So that's another type of physical self-care I feel like, and also mental self-care is like advocating for yourself once you recognize that like you are not doing so well. That is like, that's like the biggest thing. And I feel like you should be, sorry, there's like a bus or something outside my neighbors are doing lots of outdoor construction one of them is getting a new deck and then the other ones are putting in a pool so so that's happening in the neighborhood and i like to have my window open for fresh air um speaking of fresh air another form of physical self-care is to get your ass outside um i get that that's really tricky in the pandemic especially if you live in a city you can't really go for like a walk necessarily unless you're like in a more residential neighborhood and like there's space for that but if you live in like an apartment building, you don't have a balcony, it's kind of hard to get outside um, unless you're like commuting and it's kind of stressful too. But if you can get to like a foresty area, um, that's lovely. And I just think it's nice to get outside, get some fresh air. It's like super good to breathe in some not window air. Even if you don't want to get outside, just like cracking a window to get some fresh air. I just feel like it's really good and like refreshing. Um, that's something me and my therapist talk about actually is like, it's like a sensory thing when you're like anxious to like get out. I I promise I listen to her. I promise I listen to her, but it's not one of my preferred methods of grounding, I guess. Yeah. I think it was a grounding technique that we were talking about how like going out into the cold, if it's like winter, like helps ground you in the moment. Um, and then you just like feel it. So that's like, it's physical and mental. I feel like physical and mental self-care really really tight work together tight knit drinking water is 
that's one I really want to chat about. I'm shit at drinking water, but I feel like such a more alive person when I've been drinking lots of water. Like if I am at all dehydrated, I just feel like a shell of a human being. But as soon as I'm on top of it with like my tumbler, I love tumbler cups. Like I'm I, Trisha Paytas vibes. I love a tumbler. It's my favorite way to drink water because it's I don't have to like commit to like taking a lid off and like glugging water. I can just take little sips and like they're cute. I think they're stylish and they keep my water nice and cold. So I love a tumbler and when I'm drinking lots of water, I feel like such a more effective person than when I'm like thirsty, thirsty AF, which is always, I'm just kidding. I'm not thirsty. Um, anyways, more physical self-care. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, for me, and like, I'm looking at like a bunch of infographics. I love an infographic. Um, but a lot of these have like separated them into different things. But like, for me, one aspect of physical self-care is like making sure that the environment I'm in, like my physical environment is tidy. I am the queen of the messy room. I swear to you, I am like messy as hell. My room is so dusty and gross. Um, and like up until recently because of school, I've been doing like school in my room and like everything out of one room. Like I watch TV in here. I relax in here. I sleep in here. Like everything in my room. I record the podcast in my room. I literally record the podcast in my bed every single time. It's so cozy. I love it. Um, but yeah, my room was so gross because with exams, I just like let it go. I was not staying on top of my laundry and it was nasty, but I literally, I actually did record a podcast, but I cleaned out so much shit and like donated shit I don't want anymore because I am such a hoarder. Like I keep everything for sentimental reasons or like clothes. I'm like, oh, I might want to wear that later. And I almost never like wear it again. Um, but yeah, I like donated a bunch of shit and like dusted and like physically like actually cleaned in here and let me tell you I feel like a new woman like I feel like a whole new person and I understand that there is a certain level of like mental stability what I'm trying to say is I get that if you're in a dark place mentally it is so hard to clean your environment like trust me when I say I know how that feels um But it is like, if I'm feeling a little bit like down or like not so good about myself or like just like depressed or anxious, cleaning my space really helps. And like staying on top of laundry, because one of my biggest issues is like having clothes everywhere. That's like the quickest way my room gets messy. Um, So staying on top of laundry helps so much. So like I've started to do Like once a week I do laundry, regardless of how much laundry I have, I just do it so that those clothes can be clean and put away. And they're not just sitting all over my room, all over my floor. Like I just get them out, clean them and put them back where they need to be. And I find it really helps to keep, it's like a form of self-care for me. Like it keeps my space clean. It keeps everything around me kind of clear and tidy. And that just helps me feel better about life in general and then physically like my physical space stays cleaner which is better because it's easier to dust when there's not clutter everywhere it keeps my lungs healthier it's just better for everyone in the long run so that's one of my physical self-care things um, is to do that also showering this is going to be gross and I'm going to expose myself a little bit but I've been majorly depressed in my life before Um, and when that like happened, when I went through that kind of phase, I was not showering very often. Like 
I'm still showering like regularly because my head gets really itchy like my scalp gets itchy this is so gross <laughs> but like it's not gross you know what I'm not gonna sit here and be like this is gross I'm a gross human being I'm not a gross human being and if you're sitting at home being like um my scalp also gets itchy when I don't wash my hair then I'm with you girlfriend or boyfriend or just friend who doesn't identify with the gender binary um my head also gets itchy <laughs> So I do shower because it gets hella uncomfortable. So I was showering, but just not as often. So I feel like regularly showering, as simple and just basic as that sounds, I feel like it's so easy to slip out of a routine where you're like actually cleaning yourself every single day, um, especially if you're like mentally not doing very well. So staying on top of that, as strange as this sounds, literally just showering and like making sure you're actually like using soap to wash your body makes you feel better about yourself and just cleaner and more ready to take on the world so as far as physical self-care goes also obviously it's got major benefits for like your skin and your scalp so like yeah keeping regular hygiene and like taking time to floss every day i love flossing which is a side note i know that flossing is like one of those things that people are like oh, who even flosses like nobody flosses I love flossing. I floss day and night. Um, I use those little like toothpick flossers. They're my favorite things in the world. Get in between my teeth, get that plaque out. I think it's so satisfying. I just love it. I'm a huge floss fanatic. Um, so yeah, flossing is another type of physical self-care that I highly recommend. But overall hygiene, I just feel like is so helpful and like so good for your physical and mental health and like it's great self-care and I highly recommend. So if you're looking for something to add to your daily routine just to make you feel like a little bit more put together, a little bit more polished kind of dealio, it's a type of self-care that I just love. Okay, now we're going to talk about mental self-care and it's going to get a little bit deep and I'm going to we're going to get to know each other on a whole nother level. Um I have had poor mental health for pretty much my entire adult life, and um, starting when I was a teenager, I had, like, hella eating disorders and, like, lots of anxiety and stuff. I'm also, like, really uncomfortable when it comes to talking about emotions, so might get a little bit weird here, guys, but just ride with me. It's going to be all right. Um, yeah, so my mental health has kind of been all over the place. Had major depressive episodes second year. It was not a good situation. I gained like 60 pounds, probably more than that. It was like bad news bears. That was like when I was like not showering so often and like living in filth and like just so sad and eating so much food. It was bad news bears. Um, so mental self-care is honestly probably the one I'm the worst with, but also... I feel like I have a lot of insight to it because I've struggled so much, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, like I said, just started antidepressants, so I feel like I'm doing better. I know that I'm doing better now, um, and I feel a lot better. I'm able to sleep always, um, and I just feel like more at peace in life and like less like stressed all the time. That being said, I think I might need a higher dose, but that is between me and my doctor. Um, because anyways, that's something. And I feel like being able to advocate for my mental health and be like, because for a very long time, I was just like, oh, I'm exercising. And honestly, truly from the bottom of my heart, when I'm exercising regularly, not even like going to the gym and working out, but just like going for walks regularly, getting outside, like doing hikes, um, doing even just like 
stretching day or night, um, doing any sort of yoga. Like it doesn't have to be high intensity. It's just like moving with intention kind of deal. Um, truly helps my mental health so much. Like the endorphins are blessed. Um, and I love them lots. And I started working out more at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and like the endorphins were truly bumping. I loved it. It was, I was feeling really good, but then I kind of, I kept working out and I was like still eating healthy and like living my best life and like, but I still would get really anxious and I would still feel really uncomfortable and kind of paranoid. Um, a lot of like my life was just, and I wasn't sleeping. I wouldn't be able to make it through the night. I was always worried about grades. I was always worried about money, about life, about just everything. So I was finally like, okay, I'm in therapy. I work out every day and I still feel like shit a lot of the time. So finally, I was just like, okay, Hannah Banana, we got to talk to the doctor. We got to see what we got to do about this. And I have a lot of friends who are on medication for their mental health that were just like, why don't you just like talk to her and see if that's like the right route for you? So I did. And she was like, yeah, if you're doing therapy and like you're still experiencing a lot of anxiety that's like interrupting your sleep, I think it's probably time that we could explore like a prescription. So I did start antidepressants um, and life's good. Life's going a lot better. Um, yeah. So that's, I just feel like there's a lot of stigma. There's less stigma with like upcoming generations, but still like I would never judge anybody for being on antidepressants. I was still really reluctant to like put myself on them, but it's, it's been bomb. It's been good times. I was really worried about the side effects and I did feel nauseous for like the first month, but I'm chilling now. They all subsided. I'm, I'm Gucci living life with less side effects. So that's exciting. That's one form of mental self-care. <laughs> I don't want to be like one form of mental self-care is getting yourself an antidepressant prescription because that is not the right fit for everybody. But I feel like simply advocating for yourself because that was like a big piece of it was like finally being like, okay, I need help kind of deal. Like I need more help. Like what I'm doing isn't working. Um, not even that. What I was doing was working just not enough. Like I needed a little bit more. Um, and being able to do that honestly made me feel a lot better about myself and kind of just like made me feel more in control of my own life, if that makes sense. Because I feel like with mental health, a big thing is like, oh, I need to be like they need to tell me and I need to be forced to do this and like like I almost need to have like a mental breakdown like kind of thing. I don't know if this is just me or if this is like a lot of people, but it just feels like you wait to hit a breaking point before you like seek help and I feel like if you can advocate for yourself before that, like being able to identify my own emotions and being like, okay, I'm not doing well and if I don't do something about it, like it's going to keep it's only going to get worse. Um, and I feel like being able to identify that I needed help and getting myself help was a huge step and like made me feel so much more in control of my own life and how things go. And like being able to go to my doctor and being like, I am willing to explore medication and her being like, cool, let's do it. It just felt like such a collaborative process. And I just feel like I have a lot more say in what's happening than I previously felt if any of that made sense. I don't know if it did. Um, I might have been just, just been speaking some nonsense for y'all. But yeah, 
another this is fun this is i'm trying to think now i'm trying to get back on track after that little tangent about antidepressants um physical self-care and mental self-care i feel are so closely correlated because things like stretching is obviously physical and helping like your muscles and your body but so good for your mind at the same time um and like with that yoga comes to mind immediately because I have done yoga like we would do yoga like when I played hockey we would do just like quick yoga or like my mom would do yoga with me um and we just like yoga you know yoga is a thing people do yoga um I always hated yoga I always felt like I couldn't shut my brain off for long enough to like do yoga I would be like thinking like And part of this is like with therapy, we're working on mindfulness. So I'm like working on kind of just like shutting my brain off and like, that's not what mindfulness is, but like being more in the moment and being more present. um, That's helped me a lot with like enjoying yoga, but I love yoga now. Um, I also feel like my meds have helped with that because they are helping ease my anxiety and I can kind of just chill for like the amount of time I'm doing yoga and just like breathe. And I love yoga now. And I feel like yoga is such a great tool for mental self-care. Kind of like as an offshoot of meditation. I don't love meditating. (laughs) I just don't. I I prefer to like, I don't know, maybe this is like another thing and it's more of an anxiety thing. And I can't chill long enough. Um, But yeah, I know lots of people that love meditating. It's not so much my thing. Um, I did meditative prayer once with my church and, and that's the whole story. That was the only time that I really like got into meditating and really like focused, not because I was spiritual, but because I was tired. <laughs> I was so sleepy <laughs> and he was being so soothing and he was making us like, it was more of like a, I don't want to like bash anyone's religion. So maybe I won't get into it, but like we were anyways. We're moving on moving on we're not getting into this um but yeah I did meditative prayer at church and I found that very relaxing and that was the last time I found meditation relaxing but if I kind of want to like explore meditation because I know a lot of people who like love it for their mental self-care but I think it's more of just like a being being able to like carve out time for yourself and like prioritize like mindfulness I guess is like a mental self-care Speaking of mindfulness, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I want to talk about them more. Um, My fave part of mindfulness and like being grounded is something my therapist and I worked on and I love it so much. So she gave me, what are they called? Grounding stones, I think. She gave me three. So I have one in my car, one in my room and one in my purse. Um, And they all say different things. So the one in my room that I'm holding right now says gratitude and it's just a stone and it's like shines and stuff it's been tumbled it's been put in a rock tumbler and it's got the word gratitude written across it and then the one I have in my car is my absolute favorite it's a rock and it's like orange and it says you rock (laughs) it's got a pun on it I love it so much so that's my favorite grounding stone um and then I have another one which is probably like another one of my favorites because I really fuck with the message um but it's like it's glass I think it's clear um it looks like a contact lens for a giant so that's because it's kind of concave like that um and it says one day at a time which is 
cheesy, but like something I really do struggle with because I like to plan ahead and have everything thought out and planned out. And I'm always worried about like what's happening in the future. So that's why she gave me that one. So I can just sit in the moment and ground myself. But grounding stones are my fucking favorite thing. They are the greatest when I'm feeling overwhelmed. So like pretty much what I understand the concept to be and what I do with my like grounding stones, you're just supposed to like close your eyes, hold the stone, note the weight, note kind of like any imperfections, the texture, describe it pretty much like in your brain. You can look at it too. You can never mind. Scratch the closing your eyes, open your eyes, focus on the rock. Um, like the color, any writing, any like scrapes, scratches, bumps, dents, and like literally just think about the rock and do that for like a minute. And then after that minute ish, start to notice like noises around you and like be able to identify sounds and then stuff like that. And then just slowly like start to notice more things about your surroundings and like how you feel, temperatures, shit like that. And it just kind of like centers you and grounds you in the moment. And it is one of my favorite practices to kind of ease my mind. Um, so that that's a fun form of mental self-care. You can do it with, um, there's like techniques, like grounding techniques. Um, oh, my friend just had one on her story. It's like, my, it's literally my favorite grounding technique. I do it, but I always forget the order of things to do. So I just pick random shit. But if I'm ever feeling overwhelmed, I do this and I don't have my stones. It's five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, one thing that you can taste. So, and then when you're done, you take like three slow breaths. Um, I always forget it. I always know that it starts with things you can see, but I always mix up things you can hear and things you can feel. And I, I often get frustrated because I'm trying to pick out four things I can hear. I'm like, I cannot hear that many things. Like, this is a quiet room. I can't hear that many things going on. Um, but yeah, so it's four things you can feel, which makes more sense because like, like right now, four things I feel, my microphone, my laptop, my blankets, my jeans. Um, that was, how many things was that? Four. Oh, I did it. There we go. <laughs> nice and quick. Um, I promise I do a better job of it when I'm like not trying to record and explain it to a group of people who are not responding to me because this is a podcast and that's how that works. Um, but yeah, those are some grounding forms of like mental self-care if you're like actually in a moment struggling, but I feel like preventative kind of like action to take if you're like not actually like actively struggling, just like things. I feel like I really like routine, but that is not the move for everybody. I love having a routine, not even like a strict, like I do this at like 8am, but just like generally a structure to my day. I love it. It makes me like, I thrive under that environment. I love having a bedtime. First year, um, my roommate was honestly such a G. I loved her so much. I was like not doing so well. Like I was doing very poorly first year. When I say not doing so well, I mean, I was doing horribly. My anxiety wasn't at an all time high. It was fucking terrible, but I did implement a bedtime to try and fix it. And that is when I started sleeping with the sunshine. So now I try and like time my bedtime. Like, obviously I don't sleep the whole time the sun's down because the sun is down for the majority of the day in the winter. But like, I try to sleep. I try not to sleep past sunrise, if that makes any sense. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I like mark things. Um, 
so I go to bed pretty early and first year my roommate was so sweet about it I was like listen girl like I'm gonna go to bed at, at like 9 30 10 and she was like cool that's fine it's whatever and then I woke up at like 8 a.m for class and she was just like yeah cool <laughs> like she didn't care she was so nice about it loved that gal anyways um shout out Justine I don't think she listens but if you're listening Justine shout out to you um, I miss our bedtimes in 712 Lennox and Addington at Carleton University. If anybody is in that exact room um, or anybody knows anybody that has been in that exact room besides the people that know me, then yeah, there we go. <laughs> Hope you loved it as much as we did, even though we hated it a lot of the time. Anyways, moving on. Um, I feel like a way to prevent getting to a point where like you need grounding methods, you need antidepressants. I really just jumped right into the deep end with mental health it's because I forget that some people are stable <laughs> I forget that like some people aren't mentally ill um so I just go straight to like mentally taking care of yourself let's go to antidepressants like but you can do things before you reach the point where you need antidepressants and I just forgot about that um, I feel like working on like your self-worth working on your self-confidence so like affirmations I am shit at affirmations. I've been working on it to try and like make myself better at aff affirmations. First of all, I'm a Leo. So there is an element of pride that like I'm I'm pretty confident these days, but I definitely haven't always been there. That being said, I'm shit with affirmations. Like I'm bad at like having structured like these are nice things I'm going to say about myself. I just think I'm the best. Um <laughs> I should work on specifics, though, to try and reinforce um, self-esteem in all areas of my life instead of just thinking that I am the shit all around. should be able to identify what makes me so excellent. Um, but yeah, affirmations is a good way to kind of build up your self-esteem and, like, your self-worth. I feel like that's a really good way to, like, prevent becoming in a mentally bad place. I would like to reiterate that I'm in no way a professional and I do not really know what I'm talking about, but these are some things that I just think would help. Um, also having hobbies, which sounds lame, but like baking, I fucking love baking and like embroidering. I just feel like having productive ways to use your time. Um, it's just like mentally, that's a great way to occupy, occupy yourself. Oh my God, words. Um, and just like take up some time, kind of like have hobbies, have interests, have goals within your hobbies and interests even. Like, I don't know. I have a podcast. That's a hobby of mine. I could make a goal surrounding the podcast. I, I haven't yet, but maybe one day I will. And I feel like that's good mental self-care is to like have hobbies, practice hobbies, have interests, kind of like use your brain um, just to take care of your mind so you don't get bored and start slipping into a dark place because that's not fun for anybody. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I got to say about mental self-care, to be honest. There's, like, a lot more that I didn't touch on. I feel like I just went straight to worst-case scenario. I was right in there with antidepressants, but I don't know. It's what I chatted about today. So there's some mental self-care for y'all. Okay, let's talk about social self-care. Um, <clears throat> yeah, social self-care. Um, <laughs> That's a tough one, especially because we haven't really socialized in like a year. Um, social self-care, I guess 
the literally the only thing that's coming to mind is like on social media so let's talk about that (laughs) um one of the biggest things I've done is kind of like redo my Instagram feed so like I follow I try to follow like a variety of people like I try to have a very diverse um feed just because I feel like that gives a better picture of the world and kind of keeps you up to date on more things and like I don't know just keeps an open mind I don't know I try to have like a very diverse feed so I just it just I I follow a lot of like influencers who are super positive and like super into self-care um self-love body positivity um so I try to follow follow diversity so that like I'm not stuck on like one form of beauty almost because that can like be super damaging to your mental health if you're following all like Kylie Jenner all like uh Timmy Hembro Hebrew no not Hebrew not her (laughs) Timmy I think it's Hembro um all that like specific body type it's just like not realistic and you can get kind of down on yourself and a lot of influencers Tana Mojo just like photoshop the shit out of their pictures and it's just not reality um so I feel like following not even just I don't want to be like real girls because obviously they're all real too and like there's nothing wrong with photoshopping your pictures I have beef with Kylie because she doesn't admit that she photoshops or that she's had like thousands and thousands of plastic surgeries um but we won't get into that today um but yeah if you're gonna follow a bunch of photoshopped influencers then also follow unphotoshopped influencers like just try and keep your feed relatively normal relatively real um also limit the amount of time you spend on social media i know i'm shit at this i get so bored i'm on tiktok all day i'm on instagram all day like snapchatting constantly um it's just like it's one of my greatest flaws there's like not very many of them but that's definitely one of them kidding I realize I'm flawed like I'm perfect but I'm flawed you know (laughs) but I'm still perfect don't get it twisted I'm perfect 100% um but yeah limiting social media time just kind of like to keep yourself more grounded in the real world and like more present in the moment I just feel like social media is so fake um that it's easy to get caught up and be like oh my god my life's the worst um but yeah just try and keep it I don't know just be more around I feel like I will like literally waste a whole day just scrolling through TikTok and like it was a whole day I could have done shit could have gotten laundry done could have cleaned my room could have done some yoga could have done you know some grounding with my grounding stones there's just so many other things I could have done and I didn't because I was on TikTok and what do I have to show for that absolutely nothing if you made a banger of a tiktok good for you that was time well spent honestly i love making tiktoks that is a form of mental self-care as well but yeah social self-care in the social media sense i feel like a big part of it is actually limiting how much time you spend and then also taking everything you see with a grain of salt because it's not real um some of it's real but not all of it um yeah So those are some of my tips for social media self-care. Social self-care, as far as, like, socialization, brings me back. Um, I don't know, canceling plans when you don't want to go. If you feel sick, like, (sighs) 
I'm just, it's so hard for me to think of like what it was like when you were like socializing and have lots of plans. I feel like don't overextend yourself. Like don't commit to too many things because then you're going to damage your relationships. Like if you're like, oh, I have five things planned for this afternoon. So I only have like one hour to spend with everybody. That's like sometimes an hour is more than enough. It's all you need. But sometimes it's like that makes people, if you show up to an event, kind of late because you were just at another one and then you're like oh I have to leave early like that's not good for social maintenance so I feel like prioritizing social events and like don't bite off more than you can chew this is the weirdest thing to talk about I honestly fucking forget what it's like to have like social commitments <laughs> this is so weird because I'm ha- I've had like for the past year I've had like max one social activity a day Because, like, there's not much you can do. And, like, you can only see so many people. Like, last summer was a little bit more normal. But now, you can't see anybody. It's fucking horrible. Stay-at-home order. I'm very upset about it. (laughs) I miss... I miss the club. Like, I miss normal living. My god. Social self-care. I literally... That's all I gotta say about social self-care. I thought, oh, that's, like, a good way to take care of yourself. It's, like take care of yourself socially socializing like actually making sure to socialize that's a big part of it if you're like an extrovert make sure you're like having enough interaction Um, but if you're an introvert limit kind of set boundaries for yourself and be like okay I can I have to set time apart for myself Um, I can't be social all day every day so yeah that's literally all I got for social self-care glad to talk to you about that All right, final thing I want to talk about is the one area of self-care that I feel like a lot of people forget about um, or, like, don't recognize as, like, self-care or even, like, self-harm when you're not doing it properly, um, but is a really big part of self-care. And I'm so guilty of this. I'm so bad with this form of (sighs) self-care. I don't even want to say it because it's kind of like a taboo subject to talk about anyways, but financial self-care. Mm, I know a lot of my listeners are also students um so like we're all in the same boat guys we all broke as fuck um financial self-care is something I literally don't even like to think about so much anxiety stems from like me being bad with money I'm horrible with money when I tell you that I'm bad with money like I'm so fucking bad with money there's probably a year of my life where I was like okay with money but yeah, paying bills, having boundaries. This is, I'm looking at like a little infographic that's like about financial self-care. Mm, I don't even want to think about it. Like this is how bad I am. Anyways, let's talk about it. <sighs> saving is not, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, you can't really save well, you're a student, which is probably untrue, but like that's the excuse I give myself. So I'm going to like give myself a pass on saving because like I am in school and I do have to spend money on my education. Budgeting is the next thing that it lists. I have no excuse not to budget. I have no excuse not to budget. I don't at all. I am constantly spending money that I shouldn't be spending. Like I'm never paying attention to like money. I shop with reckless abandon not only do I shop all the time constantly but I also shop without recognizing how much money I'm spending like 
I feel like this is the first step in me becoming better financially is like admitting my problems. But I will fully go to a store, spend money, buy shit. I'll come home and be like, look what I got. And my mom will be like, oh, how much did you spend? No idea. No idea. I like, I no clue. I just bought it. I saw it. I liked it. I bought it. But like, I don't have money like that. I am not raking in the dollar bills like that. Like, ugh. It's bad. I do work. <laughs> That's all I have to redeem myself. I work full time through the summer and I work through the winter. So like I do work. I have steady income. I constantly have money coming in. But yeah, it's not a lot of money. It's not as much money as I have going out, which is not good. God news bears. So budgeting is something that I am making a May resolution. I'm going to try to start budgeting and like being better with money because... Money management is something that I need to work on, but it's like a weird thing because I don't consider like financial self-care to be a thing, but it totally is. And that makes so much sense. And like neglecting self-care or like even self-harm is like being financially irresponsible. Totally. Um, and I just feel like it's not recognized enough as like a form of self-care or a form of self-harm essentially. It's like putting yourself in sticky financial situations and not setting financial boundaries. So that's something I'm going to work on um, as a promise through the podcast. I should document it on here to hold myself accountable. It's like how good I'm being with money. Um, I do want to say that I made a recent amendment to my shopping habits. Um, I refuse <laughs> to buy something else because online shopping is really like my vice. I can't buy something new until the previous package has arrived because I was at a point in my life where I was waiting for like four or five packages at a time like I'd be getting a delivery not even knowing what it was like I'd be like this could be six different things I have no idea like Purolator I don't know I have six things coming from Purolator three things coming from UPS I got four things coming Canada Post like I don't know what this is um which is a huge problem (laughs) such a problem Um, so now I'm just waiting. I'm doing one item at a time and I'm not letting myself order something new until the previous parcel has arrived. And that is, I feel like it's honestly a huge step for me. So I'm proud of myself and I feel like that's a big, um, form of financial boundary and financial self-care. So I love that for me. Also, I feel like it's kind of like like, I've done therapy almost for, like, addictions therapy just because of, like, the nature of eating disorders. I've done therapy in that style. Um, and delaying is, like, a thing that people do. It's like, oh, if you have the urge to, like, do the addicted act, like, I don't know. I don't want to, like, trigger anyone. Um, yeah, just delay it. Like, delay the action. Um, know that you can do it. Just, like, wait. And then it becomes, you know, like, habit to wait. And then eventually you just stop doing it. Um, so I feel like that's kind of what I'm doing here. I'm trying. Please don't, if you're trying to overcome addiction, don't like see a professional, not, don't take the podcast advice because I know nothing. I'm so stupid. So dumb. Um, that's negative self-talk. I truly am an intelligent person. Anyways, that's what I have to say about things I fail with for self-care. I'm just going to wrap up the podcast here. It's been a rambly episode. I feel like I'm out of practice. Like this literally feels like I'm filming my first episode again, filming, recording my first episode again, because it's been so long. It's been so long since I've recorded, but yeah, thank you for tuning in to the Sometimes Blonde podcast. Um, oh, happy belated birthday to my aunt Sue. 
listener aunt sue favorite listener you've gotten a shout out before you're getting a shout out again happy birthday aunt sue i'm not going to disclose your age because that's insensitive to me you might not want my listeners to know how old you are but yesterday cinco de mayo which is today because i'm recording it on cinco de mayo um but i'll post it tomorrow yesterday was my aunt sue's birthday and she's still alive to celebrate a birthday which makes it sound like my aunt sue's really old there's no reason my aunt sue shouldn't be alive she's healthy and youthful like she's not really old i just feel like it's a positive way to look at birthdays is to be like oh you're still around for another year so aunt sue's still around for another year happy birthday aunt sue lots of love from the strong family um anyways wrapping it up on that note thanks for tuning in if you want to hear more from the podcast um follow our instagram our Instagram. It's just me. I do that. When I caption, it's funny. When I caption like my Instagram posts, I'm like, oh, we are happy. Like we, it's just me. I'm the only person that works on this podcast. But anyways, you can follow the Instagram account for the podcast at sometimes blonde podcast on Instagram. Obviously you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple music. If you like it, leave a review and say nice things about it. I would love to read it. Or if you hate it, leave a review and say mean things about it. And I will cry because haters, um, I won't cry, (laughs) but yeah, do what you want. Anyways, thanks for tuning in and we will talk to you hopefully, oh, on Sunday because I have a Mother's Day episode coming out and my mom's going to be on it. So you can hear from my mom. Yay, mom. Okay, talk to you then. Adios.